Welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. We are going live this week for this episode. All sorts of guests. We've got Lisa Sewell joining us for our live episode. She's the Executive Director for Texas for Responsible Marijuana Policy. How's everybody doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. It's been, it's been quite the week and we are, li- we are live. We haven't done a live one in what, a month, two months, two months, uh, holiday. Yeah, it was December. I think was the last one. We had the end of year extravaganza. Mm-hmm. So what do we got coming up, Lisa? Man, oh man. What don't we have? It's legislative session. <laughs> yeah. Talk we, about it. Yeah. We have a lot. I mean, session just began January 10th and. We've got uh, lobby day coming up. We've got bills being filed. We have a deadline of bill filing um, March 10th. So we've right now all the action is happening. We're excited about it. It's like you said, March 10th. So we'll know by then what all is going to be on the plate. And then from there, we've got to wait to see what goes into committees. We try to get as much information about that as possible. And then from there, once, once we know committee hearings, we try to push out to tell everybody, hey, this is the time to show up. This is the time to, to tell your story or make your argument, make your case. And we, we something new. We I, I say fresh at this time. We've A lot of us have told the story. We've done the story a bunch of times. And it's, it's, it's I don't want to say tired. <laughs> tired, I guess, is one thing. It's getting repetitive. And... It's not bad that it's repetitive. We, we still need to be there to remind them of this, but it's one of those things of make it interesting, make it new. There's new things going on. There's new angles to take. Well, I yeah. think it's uh, equally as important to go after the bad bills as it is the good bills. Um, Certainly. I, I, I think we have to rally against these that are just absolutely ridiculous and want to reverse um, what we have on the books, the, the little bit that we have on the books now. So at least, at least make people aware of them, right? Like it's not all advancement in, in this realm. There is a, a little bit of regression, as you mentioned, Lauren. So, um, whether these bills stick or not, I think as we move along, we'll find out what bills moving forward, we really need to address, um, in a positive way and uh, what other bills we need to like, let people know. Hey, this is this is dangerous uh, for for all of our interests. Yeah, and, and like we say, we'll know for sure where we stand on that when when that ending date gets here, March tenth, uh, uh, of where they the cutoff is, where they can no longer file any more bills. Right? Uh, yeah, that's that's when we'll really sit down and go. We like this one. We don't like that one, and and then we'll let everybody in on yeah, it. Right? Absolutely. Right, Lisa. I mean, yes. kind of kind of give what? us a little breakdown of how that whole process works every session. So the people that haven't been involved might better know. Absolutely. So, um, you know, currently bills are being filed. I mean, in the last three legislative sessions, we've had um, up, up to 60 marijuana related bills. And so um, we definitely already have about 18 to 20. And so we can definitely expect more before March 10th. So it's hard to decide which ones we want to agree upon at this moment and which ones we really want to push and support. But we do have some really good bills out there. Uh, So one of the things that I really like to make sure everyone knows is that Texas uh, Texas Normal uh, has a live update on bills. So if you follow their page and click on the 88th legislative session, then you can see all the bills being filed related to cannabis. And then that will be updated through the session. So please follow that page and add it as a favorite. I think we've got the same thing, don't we, Jesse? I say I'm putting it down at the bottom. We have been doing the same oh, thing awesome. and have been updating it. I updated it the other day because then other legalization bill that went through, was it 1937? Yeah. Yeah. So That's trying right. to we're trying to stay on top of that, keep that updated as well. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got a lot of really good bills filed already, right? So we have, um, you know, from the decrim side of things, we've got uh, Representative Joe Moody's bill that's been filed, and he's been spearheading the conversation for years, and we're very grateful for his leadership. And so that is definitely something House Bill 218 is one to watch. And on the Mm -hmm. medical side, we have 1805, which is Representative Click's bill. And for everyone who is not aware, Representative Click has been the leader of the medical cannabis expansion. She implemented the program in 2015, 
And now here we are 2023 and we are still adding to the program. And so her bill is something to watch as well. But we do have many other great bills filed, including legalization bills. So how much does it help that she's the uh, elected or not elected, but um, she's been given the chair of public health? (laughs) Second second time around, right? Yeah, absolutely. Very helpful. Thank well, you. while we've got you, Lisa, tell tell our listeners uh, and viewers uh, that may or may not have been because we're trying to get more and more involvement. Right. That's what this is all about. So please explain a little bit more about how the legislative process works in Texas, uh, how things happen from filing of bills from there on out. And, and just a, at least a brief overview of, of what people can expect so that. Hopes and dreams don't get shattered so hopelessly like they do session after session after session. Sure, sure. So um, right now is the time where everybody's filing the bills. All the representatives are going to be entering that into the system. And so we can expect those to be filing, continue to be filed until March 10th. Once March 10th hits, which is the deadline, uh, we're really going to start to see a pickup of committee hearings. So if you're, if you're looking for medical expansion, your bills are going to be heard through the Public Health Committee. And those um, all committee hearings are posted in advance. You can see the agenda. It's typically a day or two, sometimes a week if you're lucky beforehand. And, um, you know, for whatever subject, if it's decrim, um, you know, just once they go to committee hearings, then that is the chance when people get to come and testify on behalf of bills. And so that is something you'll definitely be hearing from the collective about and our organization and multiple other organizations to get involved, be at the Capitol, be able to share testimony. If you can't be at the Capitol, then you can share your written testimony. Um, And so that's a really good time to have your voice heard and support these bills. Once the committee hearings are done, Uh, then you're going to see the bills continue to be passed into uh, the calendars committee for the Senate, or or, excuse me, into the House floor. Once they're voted on the floor, then they're going to go into um, move over to the Senate calendars committee once they decide if that is going to even be heard um, on the floor or they'll set their Senate meetings. Once those meetings are held, then they'll send it to the floor of the Senate to vote. So it's once that happens, assuming that the bill goes from the House into the Senate and they're both approved the bill, then they still have to go in front of the governor. And there are many steps in between. I'm, I'm leaving many out. And so it's a very long, arduous process. May 29th is the last day of session. That is the signed die. And so once that date happens, that is when everything is done. So anything has to happen between now and then. Um, So this is really the best time to get involved if you're really looking to get involved in the conversations with your representatives and um, making things happen. Yeah, absolutely. The thing that was a weird exception last session was that there's deadlines that everything has to be met by for it to advance Mm -hmm. the next step. Uh, Usually if it doesn't make that deadline, they go, oh, it's done. And when it got to the Senate, the medical bill did. It didn't make that deadline. The day after they broke, the, they don't say they break the rules. They changed the rules because they can actually just on the floor in the Senate or even the House say, "Hey, we want to vote to change uh, the time limit for posting up a committee hearing." Uh, it's supposed to be the rules twenty four hours. They said, "Oh, we'll waive it. It's waived." I done Saturday morning. They had a committee hearing. I think I heard it lasted what forty five minutes. They made their decision. The public wasn't there. There was no chance for anybody to show up. And it went to the floor the next Monday. Yeah. 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 There yeah, some and also COVID at the time. What, Austin? I was going to say the COVID at the time also, I think, really allowed for, you know, politicians to have a little bit of leeway when it yeah. came to, to having maneuvers like this. So um, not that it was tricky, but. You know, we were living in extraordinary times from 2020 to 2021. Um, and so, I, it, it, Lisa, you've been out at the Capitol. Would you say that the feel is kind of a, like a back to normal? I don't want to say it's back to normal, but like it's not what it was in 2021. 
Wow. In 2021, the doors were closed um, and locked with a sign on them saying made by appointment only if they were even available. And now, yeah, I felt it was very back to normal this time around. Um, you were able to to go visit your representatives and uh, their staffers, and it felt pretty good to get to be able to be back there. I definitely remember that going to doors and they're locked. Yeah. And then they'd finally put a sign up saying like, we, we, you got you to gotta have a mask, got to have an appointment. Or we're not even taking appointments. It was odd. Yeah, I mean, I did I did everything virtually last session, uh, just because the, the 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 restrictions were so crazy. I didn't want to spend the money to go travel to Austin. So I mean, I did all. I took advantage of all the the video testimony and everything that we were allowed to do. You know, last go around. So, uh, yeah. and I I still haven't figured out. Do you know, Lisa, if they they're leaving that intact this go around? For people to have that opportunity or or have they taken that, that away again that's actually a great follow-up question i still do not know the answer to that i think um the rules are out but I, i'm not sure if video um streaming for testimonial will even be an option so we'll have to follow up on that and get back with everyone i i personally i doubt they're going to do it as oh, yeah. as, op as open as they were opening day and i'd say the big indicators that COVID tent is gone yeah. Yes. They do still have uh, COVID right. testing well, in, yeah. inside the Capitol, though. That They do have that there. I don't know what the purpose of it is. I guess if you maybe you don't feel well, you can go get tested. I don't know. Because you're already in at that point. You know, so whatever. Yeah. It would be uh, nice to, if you get a test to, know, to be able to know and then be able to get out. <laughs> sure. Uh, as far as the, the how the the committee hearings and all that take place kind of give a, a quick rundown Lisa for our, our listeners and, and viewers, how much notice we get and how fast that whole process goes. So it can actually happen very fast. So it's really important to follow, um, you know, Texas cannabis collective and our page and, and look for any notifications because sometimes uh, it could be very short notice up to 48 hours Sometimes it could be a week and, and we're very lucky for that and we'll take it. Um, but once that bill is scheduled to be heard in a committee, we immediately send out notice to everyone so you can make arrangements to be there if you plan to do so. Um, and of course, once you once that bill is on the schedule, then you definitely want to uh, take the time if you can be there. And then you um, there's a whole process that you do when you're there. You actually have to sign in on a little uh, witness uh computer there at the Capitol. And then you get heard a few hours. Uh, I think it's a few hours before um, that you can go ahead and sign in and get scheduled to be heard. But, you know, with with bills that are very popular and want to be heard, then you've got hundreds and hundreds of people that want to testify and you have a short period of time to speak. Typically, it's two to three minutes, more so two minutes than three. Then um, yeah, they've, even, they've even cut us down to a minute and a half in 2019. On the, on the medical side. I remember they have, they have this little box. They have this little box they put up and it has a little green light, a yellow light, and a red light. And every it starts progressing down. And unless you're somebody special that they really want to hear from, that little red light comes on. They're like, boop, your time's up. You're done. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Next. <laughs> we definitely have welcomed the sun from the Texas Capitol staying there all night. I mean, it is... Um, I can't remember if it was, I think 2019. Is that where we stayed until six o'clock in the morning on a decrim bill? I think. Yeah. yeah. That was, last, that was his last session. <laughs> last session. I remember, yeah, me, you, Jesse, uh, Jax from Texas Normal. Um, and this is, and this kind of goes on uh, with the point that Lisa was talking about how some of these bills, they, the testimony comes up very fast when they announce it. Uh, sometimes it's only 48 hours. And so uh, if I recall, we were, you know, we were there at two o'clock in the afternoon and we didn't testify on the bill until 4.30. Lo and behold, there's a medical bill that is being heard at 8 a.m. And so barely get enough time to like, maybe even have breakfast and you gotta jump into another committee. So these things kind of happen really, really fast. And so, yeah, I thank you, Lisa. If you follow the collective, follow Texas Normal, follow 
Texans for Responsible Marijuana Policy. All of these organizations are part of a greater coalition that yeah. are literally the boots on the ground working and talking to, to legislators to, to really make these things happen. So thank you. Absolutely. We're getting ready to take our first sponsor break. So when yeah, we get is. back, Lisa, Lisa needs to tell us where people can go to register to get those notifications when the committee hearings and things happen when we get back. Go ahead, Jess. Yep. It's time for our sponsor break. It's short. It's easy. We'll be right back pretty simply. And we're going to be talking about that. The bills that are coming up this session that we know of so far, we'll be talking about those. I'm going to put them up on the screen for everybody. Time for our sponsor break, the Lone Star Collective podcast. Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas. A full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Gramps. And Gramps. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, joined by co-host Gramps, joined by co-host Austin, by joined by co-host Lauren, with our guest, Lisa Sewell, Texans for Responsible Marijuana Policy. And it has been quite the episode so far. It is time for us to talk about the bills we have coming up and how people can get notifications when bills are coming up and they can show up to committee hearings. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, just a little feedback on that. You know, if you're looking to get notifications um, outside of our organizations, you can actually visit capital.texas.gov. And that is where you can uh, make an account and sign up. You can choose the different subjects that you're looking for. And then you can click on those links and be able to receive notifications in your email. And so, um, you know, we, that's how we, we receive those notifications and then we get those out immediately once we receive them. Um, but definitely follow our groups and we'll be able to uh, track those as well. I recommend, I recommend looking the, I recommend looking up the terms, asking it to find you things that say possession. Um, it's going to, that's going to actually going to throw some stuff in there. That's not marijuana related, but there are bills that they go by possession, uh, marijuana with an H because that's how we put it in our bill titles. Um, medical, medical, uh, tetrahydrocannabinol, uh, things like that. That's usually I go through, I put the whole list of bills out and I do little searches through the page that way. And they're hidden in there. What were you going to say, Austin? Uh, no, I was just commenting on, oh, on what okay. Jesse was saying. Yeah, low THC cannabis is um, because we we sometimes don't like to use the word, uh, you know, medical program is low THC in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about the bills we have here. Yeah, we have one hemp bill. (laughs) I guess we'll start with that's at the top of the page. We have one hemp bill filed. Senate Bill 264 by Senator Charles Perry. Think about that. Mm hmm. 
That's the one we, we really want to we really want to oppose right there. That's um, one of the bad bills I was referring to that we're going to have to stand up against this one, I think. Absolutely. Uh, for those yeah, who don't it's, know, it's relating to the production, sale, distribution, delivery, and regulation of consumable hemp products. Uh, for more uh, feasible layman's terms, that would be Delta 8, Delta 10, HHC, etc. cetera. Uh, majority of what's available in Texas today, right? What were you going to say, Austin? No, I was just, uh, I you know, this is one of those bills that... Um, uh, you know, I think it, it kind of follows on the heels of what we saw in 2021. And it, I think from our standpoint, it's very important for us to just m keep an eye on this one. I'm not I'm not certain yeah. it's viability of movement through the Senate, and I'm not convinced that it would even get out of the Senate um it's just something to kind of keep an eye on some of these some of these bills you know they 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 tend to look a little disturbing but i think we all know that uh bills they get passed and as they move through the gauntlet of the texas legislature they don't look anywhere near what they look like yeah. as their interest you know they by the time the government signs, yeah exactly so yeah. um you know it's something i think we'll, we'll keep an eye on uh but i just don't want people to like start running and like pounding on Senator Perry's door, you know, <laughs> uh, because of something like this. Uh, no, but a, a quick, but a quick email to their particular representative and Senator saying, I don't Absolutely. particularly support this bill would be the exact thing to do at this time. Absolutely. Right. Yes. The, the politics is local. Let's, let's keep it local. Let's, let's keep it within your, your area sure. because that's where you're going to be most effective. Well, that's going to be where you're going to be received anyway, because you're a constituent of that rep and that senator. When you start crossing those boundaries, unless you're with an organization or something, then then you're not going to be received very well anyway, if received at all. And I can tell you, there's already language that's going to be changed. I've talked to Lisa Pittman. I, I mentioned some language I saw, and it was like, yeah, there's, I don't want to say typos, but like grammatical stuff that it's like, really? <laughs> So, so there's stuff that's going to be changed real quick. I know that Lisa's kind of on a bit of a time crunch. So Lisa, would you just real quick, take the floor and maybe discuss two or three of the bills that you see as the priority pieces that, you know, at this your point, team is working on? sure, sure. And at the, and yeah, good point at this point, right? Because we have until March 10th, there may be some really solid bills that come out between now and then. So we all need to keep that in mind, you know? Um, but if we want to talk about decriminalization really quick, uh, I know I mentioned earlier house bill 218 by Joe Moody, uh, is a really important bill. It is possession up to two ounces or up to two ounces would result in um, or not result in a custodial arrest if that was the only violation in the law. And it also sets up an expungement process for records for possession up to two ounces with a fee if certain conditions are met. And yeah. this is a really important bill. He has been very successful in moving the um, decriminalization efforts forward in, in, in the last few sessions. And so this is an important one to watch. Um, another one is House Bill 388 by Representative Thompson. Uh, this is actually going to amend the penalties for possession of cannabis flower and possession of two ounces or less would be a class C misdemeanor with no jail time and a fine of no more than $500. I mean, keep in mind, y'all, we, we are looking at felonies for um, anything by weight here currently. And so they're harsh and unreasonable. And we really need to be looking at bills that focus on removing those or lowering the penalties. We would love all penalties to be removed, but realistically in Texas, we know that we may have to take those baby steps. And so um, these misdemeanors and potential for expungement are much better than what we have now. Um, so that's just my thought. But we also have, you know, in the medical, um, I have seen a few of the other medical bills that look pretty decent, but of course the one that always sticks out to me is representative clicks bill. She is well. the one who's spearheaded it, right? Yeah. Um, and that, you know, but there's going to be many other bills that are that do more. And we want to see more. We want to see a well-expanded program 
um, that is safe and legal for for all patients in Texas. And so, you know, that's definitely something to consider when you're looking at all these bills. But this one, I always say keep an eye on because, uh, like I said earlier, she is the one who has kind of led the conversation, which actually increases the cap to 5% by weight, um, adds chronic pain um, in replacement of an opioid and any additional ailments to be uh, approved through the uh, Department of Health and Human uh, Services instead of waiting every two years to have to add any extra ailments. So those are definitely the highlighted bills that I, I keep an eye on. And of course, we love legalization bills, right? But um, personally, it's just hard to uh, see that happening in the coming years, but I would, I just can't wait for the day. <laughs> I think One of the that's, things that's something that we need to let a lot of um, our listeners know and stuff too, as well. We, we may be cheering on some of these bills. I think I can speak for all of us when I say that we want full, responsible adult use. Absolutely. Grow. Like of all of us are wanting a big expanded program. So, um, but but we but we understand we understand that it's just after however many years all of us have been doing this you just do learn that that's the baby spoonfuls that are are that are tolerated we're going to get into a little bit more why that is why that is later on in the third segment so uh well that, said. That's, that's part of the discussion that we plan on having here tonight. <laughs> hey, man, this is and this is the, I'll, I'll reiterate it. And I've said it probably a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand more times. But nothing in Texas. You're all Texan. You all live in Texas. You all drive down I-35 or a, a similar, you know, high, you know, mega highway. Um, you know, you all live in this crazy weather. Right. So we're all Texans here. This is not a. You know, none of us here are, are in Oregon or or Washington State or anything like that. West Coast, East Coast, you know, we're, we're, we're born and bred here. Um, you know, the, the point is, is that, you know, you don't get anything done in this state without some really, really hard work, really yeah. hard work. And in, yep. in establishing yourself and making connections and meeting people. And, you know, if you're trying to grow a cannabis brand, if you're on the industry side and you're very interested in, in growing your brand and, and getting into the hemp side or or possibly the medical side or, you know, whatever your dreams are and you, you want to achieve it, you got to understand, and you know, just from a business perspective that it takes long, long hours, blood, sweat and tears and, and it's just not something that's going to happen overnight like that. Not in Texas. All right. Yeah, if yeah. you're, if, not you're if that, yeah. if, if, not if that ain't your thing, then, then this ain't your state. You know, it's yeah. just, it real, that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Pretty much. That being said, that being said, we know uh, our guest Lisa's got to probably cut out here pretty quick. So if you have any final words or want to point out your websites right quick where people yes. can register for the uh, upcoming marijuana policy conference. Please do that. And when we, we will, after that, we'll take our next sponsor break. And then when we come back, we're going to get into a little bit more about what Austin was talking about. Yes, absolutely. And thank you guys so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And I'm really absolutely. proud of everything y'all do as well. You're always That's welcome. Um, but yeah, just, you know, you can follow our page on social media, on Facebook, Instagram. You can visit our website at texasmarijuanapolicy.org. Um, we also do have an upcoming event that I think that they will also be speaking on shortly. It's our lobby day. We are very excited to host our lobby day. Last year we had to do it virtually. And, uh, so it's going to be great to be back in person. I believe there were quite a few hundred people in 2019 that showed up at the Capitol and spoke to representatives. And so what we'll be doing Tuesday, March 14th, 10 AM to 3 PM, um, we will be all meeting at the Capitol, we will be breaking out into groups according to House and Senate districts, and you will be going and visiting those offices, um, speaking to your representatives and the staffers. We'll be doing a quick, brief uh, legislative breakdown and update. We'll be um, doing also a, a small mini advocacy training, which you can also find out there um, in our social media. And so we're just really excited for everyone to attend. Uh, we expect a nice turnout this year. And so we hope to see you there. And you can find that invite again on social media. You can go to Eventbrite and you can also visit our website. And so if you're following you us, also, if you follow us on social media anywhere, you're going to see like repetitive over and over the stories yeah. that we'll be reposting it. So uh, we certainly can't you wait for that day. It's almost like a 
holiday. <laughs> it is. It's so fun, right? Mm-hmm. Keep up the good work, guys. Thanks again for being here, Lisa. Well, thank thank you. you for joining us. Thank you. Thank Same you. Here. Thank you. Thank you for all the hard work. Same here. Bye, guys. So it is that time again. It is time for our sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective Podcast. We thank Lisa Sewell for joining us from Texas for Responsible Marijuana Policy. We hope you will be joining us on Tuesday, March 14th for the Texas Marijuana Policy Lobby Day. I'm your host, Jesse Williams of the Lone Star Collective Podcast. We'll be right back after these sponsor messages. is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Gramps. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. It's our final segment for this week's episode. And we were going to continue discussing bills, why the legislature works the way it works, why baby steps are taken in this state. And if you've got questions, we're going to try to take some questions towards the end of that. So if you've got questions, start start posting them up in the comments. If you're on Facebook and YouTube, we can actually see the comments there and respond back <clears throat> And comment back to y'all. So it was really, Chris, it was really great to have Lisa, y'all. That was, well, yes, she's. I I really appreciate her and all of the hard work that she's doing. And I know she just left us, but just want to reiterate that, like you know, as somebody who, you know, all of us, we're none of us like we're you know we didn't just jump into this, you know, oh, no. willy nilly. You know, we all kind of came up. Um, through doing you know a lot of activism work locally statewide federally and so to see lisa mature into this uh, leadership role uh very thankful to have her on our team so thank you once again lisa on the other side all right continue guys so chris i want to hear your explanation as to why the legislature works the way it does well this is going to be interesting there's there's several reasons uh, why. I mean, this way this is this way the system's set up. It's it's meant to be hard to get things done, right? Uh, and and Lisa kind of touched on it with the process of bills have to be filed, then they actually have to be assigned to a, a committee, and then the committee has to decide whether they're going to have a hearing on it or not. Doesn't mean they're gonna, right? So if they have a hearing on it, it moves forward. If they don't, it dies there. Then, then the bill has to go from the committee. If it's voted out of committee, it goes to what they call the calendars committee. And it may sit there and go nowhere else. They have to decide to schedule it for a floor hearing, as they call it. And then it goes through the process, through the floor, through, I think, three votes finally before it's actually a sudden done deal. And then it can go to the Senate and basically starts the exact same process all over again. So uh, it's, it's a lengthily drawn out uh, 
process with a lot of hills and curves and bumps in the road meant to make it difficult to get things through. And there's two reasons for that. One is because they don't want anybody, everybody just getting anything passed and made into law in Texas, right? It's kind of a protective thing. But the, the other reason is that they want to keep that proverbial thumb on there and have that control factor. And, and the reason why I think personally, and I'm open to anybody's comments and questions or anything else that they want to add, but personally, my thought process is simple. And, and I'll give you a little background. I spent 45 plus years in study of government, economics, politics, and the like before I got involved in the whole cannabis activism and advocacy world. And, and everybody knows why I got involved, because in 2016, I lost a son to epilepsy who refused to break these draconian laws surrounding cannabis to try it for his epilepsy. And we lost him to a seizure. That's what got me to switch gears. But all this knowledge that I've gained over all the years of observation and study have taught me one thing and one thing simple. When the people get involved, change happens a lot faster. And we've even discussed one of these types of situations recent as 2021 here in Texas. Jesse and Austin and I have discussed it, I believe, right here on the show with the, the open carry situation in the last session. That bill got through the House, got to the Senate, and then Dan Patrick was like, mm -hmm. I don't really like this bill because law enforcement was pretty much against it. But the pressure came from the public. And that bill went to the floor, it got voted on, and it was passed into law. The same thing could happen for cannabis. If enough people show up, then they will have to stand up and recognize what we're saying. That's just, I mean, they cannot. Because why? They're elected officials. They have to listen to us. But they can't listen to us if they don't hear us, right? Right. And I think that direction is also very important here uh, from... Sure. You know, you want to get involved. You know, I, I, you know, I've had some people, people have reached out to us and be like, oh, well, what should I say to Click's office? What should I say to Dan Patrick's office? I'm like, they're not going to listen to you, man. They're not going to listen to you because you're not their constituent or you, you know, you're not well versed or, you know, you don't have a, um, you know, you're, you're just so new to this that it, they're not, if you, you got to start with your home base. Right. If your home base is San Angelo, find out who your representatives are. Just Google who represents me. All right. You Google that, type in your address and it should pop up who your state representative is, who your state senator is. Obviously, your uh, your your federal senator, which will be Ted Cruz and John Cornyn. Um, but they'll also provide you with your your federal state representative and uh, city council, like all of that stuff. So get involved where you are locally, all right, and and build out your community base from there. And from there, you will be able to then start addressing things, hopefully, as we move down the line. Um, and so, you know, that's I think that's my biggest advice to people who are, are very passionate and want to get involved and want to, you know, just go guns yeah. blazing if you will metaphorically <laughs> well, I, tell, I tell i tell people every every day it feels like i tell somebody i mean i i basically feel like it this is it granted they don't get a lot of money texas reps and senators don't really make a lot of money being in the position they're in but during the regular year they don't no but the the, the tax dollars bottom line still do that funding <laughs> So and fund their whole office who do get a regular salary and everything else. But uh, I look at it like this. They're my representative. They're my senator, right? They're paid to hear what I have to say. So I don't mind telling them every single day. Once there's a bill that I'm 100% behind, I will either email or call their office every single day until that bill is through and it only takes they don't even take five minutes i mean but but that's what we talk about getting involved showing up doing the things 
The other way that we're going to talk about, and Lisa touched on it earlier, is this Marijuana Policy Lobby Day. Uh, in, in 2017, I think they estimated 350 Texans showed up to the to the session in 2017 to the Marijuana it Policy was a magical Lobby Day. day. Uh, and, and I wasn't involved in that one. My first one was in 2019, and we had 400 plus show up. Let's just say 420. In. Yeah, that signed in there, registered on site at the Capitol. It would be awesome if we could top a thousand this session. I mean, that would be just, I know it's probably unreachable, but I mean, you think about it. I, I, I'm I, This is my personal feeling and everybody knows why I, I'm involved in this fight. It's because of my son and, and his decision that he was faced with that should not have been in front of him ever. And uh, my thought process is if we can possibly do that, it would be a life-changing factor for so many people in so many ways. I just, you know, if you feel strongly about it at all, you're talking about one day, folks, one day out of your life. And it's everybody here and anybody else that's ever been involved in it can attest to it's an experience you will never want to want to exchange for anything else. And it's a Tuesday. Nobody's making money on Tuesday. Nobody's ever closed a big business deal on a Tuesday. All right. So come on. <laughs> the taco Everybody's... places do. The taco places make all sorts of crazy <laughs> money on that day. You got a good point, there, Jesse. <laughs> I think on, on advocacy day, like it's it's it is like because you don't have to make meetings with your people. Go to their offices, sign the book, like but you have so much support with you because it can really yeah. seem overwhelming and scary. I mean I've talked to people before where I'm like, just write an email. And they're worried that a police officer is going to show up on their doorstep because they've advocated yeah, for whatever. It doesn't happen. Is. Um, yeah, that's never so happened. I think advocacy day is a great day for you to really kind of break that and go to the Capitol. And you're going to be surrounded by people um, that really know what they're doing and are more than happy to show you the ropes. They'll walk with you to the offices. Mm -hmm with you they'll speak for you you know um, yeah, I mean, i've it, been it, a, it's, it's it is the best time yeah I so mean, i'm happy to help people around so know? i want to add some i want to i want to add some history into this and give some understanding why it, back to why it moved so slow reconstruction era but we didn't change it because as chris mentioned it benefits them to keep the power in their hand sure i recommend when we do go when we've done this in the past is you have a letter a basic letter written as to why you feel the way you feel, mm -hmm. have it proofread. And the thing I've seen that I, I recommend don't doing is because you should only have one, really one page to get this done in, to get your point across. Yep. Do not use an eight point font with no spacing and no margins <laughs> to try to cram what looks like code for a website on your page. Quit picking on me. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen two of those letters, and I was like, I will help you. We will get this condensed down to what yeah, it needs to be. We'll get the point across. Because it's. A, I'm going to be honest with you. That's a quick way in an office for them to go circular file for that one. Yeah, short and sweet. I mean, really, it comes down to it can really be as simple as I am for or against House bill, Senate bill, blah, blah, constituent name. Thank you. It really can be that simple. You don't have to, because like you were saying, Jesse, earlier about keeping it fresh, they've heard it. So we're going to have and, to. And on that note, on that note, let me reiterate, if you are a person who is going to take the time and come to Lobby Day, don't just bring your testimony. Gather from your neighborhood, family, and friends yep. all of theirs saying the same thing, that I support this bill, this bill, this bill. I don't, this bill, that bill, and they'll all go in the folder, and your rep and senator will all get a copy of those. We need two copies, folks, of each testimony when you bring it as well. Um, but, yeah, that is, that's an excellent point. Excellent point. It's great to have something to physically hand them because a lot – you're going to get there, and they may go, hey, we don't have time. We really don't have time to discuss this. It's like, okay, well, I've got a letter. I've got a letter I can give you. Please give this to the senator, the representative. 
well, let I mean, them know. Typically, in the past, they they the the marijuana policy group in Texas Normal have a folder that you carry to every office and leave that folder with the the information supporting the bills that the coalition supports, and then everybody that has testimony just puts their testimony in those folders, and that's what you give to the office. In addition to trying to have obviously a conversation, if you can. Well, and can we talk about real quick? Um, I, I don't think I'm as versed in it, but what a, a phone call versus an email versus a sign in the book. There's points, right? That each office gives for how does that work? Oh, I've discussed this in the past. I know what you're talking about. So, well, there's like a hierarchy for how important they're ranking when you contact them and how you contacted them. Mm-hmm. And it tends to be that if you have physically gone in to leave a letter, say something, they're assuming that probably, I think the number I said in the past, was about 40 to 50 people that are your peers probably think the same way within their district. If you have picked up the phone to call them and say you want action on a bill, or you support a certain thing, they treat it as probably about 30 people do that the 30 of your peers support the same idea an email goes to about 20 or 10 so it's better if you can show up to actually bring in for yourself to represent this 50 because they're basically their staffers start tallying how many people physically came in how many people have called how many emails they've gotten for and against an item to start weighing out whether or not how they'll vote on the floor yeah I was going to say, um, also, showing up to that day specifically, uh, in years past, and I know we're likely to probably be involved in something like this, but in years past, they've done an action alert the day before, pretty much letting every office in the entire Capitol, Senate office, representative office, know that constituents from, from their district, more than likely, uh, whether it's Amarillo, Corpus Christi, RGV, Houston, Texarkana, you know, Panhandle, whatever, like that they're coming. And and so they're typically very prepared um, and very responsive and typically have somebody there to meet and greet you and ready to have a conversation about this particular topic as, you know, as you being the constituent. So, um, you know, I think for us, we all talk about how intimidating that building is, how easy, like literally we've been to that building a hundred times. And every time we get lost (laughs) at some point, we, we get lost somewhere. And so it's, you're going to get turned around. (laughs) Yeah. It's and for somebody, for people, a lot of most people who come to this day who have never been to the Capitol, it's, it's quite a, overwhelming experience and so i just want anybody that's listening that is curious or 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 might be kind of scared that they might show up and we'll be alone you're not going to be alone we'll make sure that you don't fall the crap through the cracks we're gonna we're gonna get you you know plugged in um and make sure that your voice is heard for sure i just so i want to add to that right quick don't mean to interrupt you jesse but uh in, in response to what you're saying there austin we are currently, the, the collective, we're currently doing action, direct actions at the Capitol bi-weekly. On, on typically Wednesday, I think we're going to change this next one. It's going to be up on a Tuesday just because of the scheduling reasons. But uh, we're going to be there bi-weekly throughout. And, and it may even get to where somebody, one of us is there maybe even weekly. If you have the time and you are in the, the, the general vicinity within, you know, a half a day or three, four hours driving distance, Austin, you'd like to come visit your rep's office, your Senator's office, but you've never been to the Capitol and you're just like, hmm. reach out to us at the, the collective at, at txcanico.com or at our Facebook, uh, you know, messages and just say, Hey, can I meet y'all there? And y'all help me find my rep. We will be more than happy at any point from now until the end of session to take you directly to your rep and senator's office and and help you have that conversation. And we have maps. 
we we give yeah. people maps Absolutely. when we do handouts and things of that nature. We, we highlight maps. what offices are. Map. I still need a map. I mean, I, you know, like I, I absolutely, I love a map. So something I wanted to add to what Lauren was talking about when these action alerts come out and tell people, Hey, you know, we're going to send, you're going to send in a letter and they, they usually give you about two to three templates that are, that talk about what the bill's about. I highly recommend that if you have something, you know, you can change up a little bit and make it your own original letter, do so. Because you don't, we, we want to try to avoid having the same thing, just hitting them over and over and over again. Yes, it adds numbers, but when it sh when there's people putting that detail into it, they really start to take it serious at that point. Yeah. And I'm looking at the comments. I was kind of laughing earlier because Sean Meredith, he's been watching. Thank you, Sean. Another great advocate who joins us at the Capitol love, love every session. Guy. Absolutely. I feel like we just he saw could, him. He called it a Capitol Curious. <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not sure about how to get around the Capitol. Yeah, no doubt. But we did have a quote. We have actually a serious question. Um, Rob Rourke, I know he's out in San Marcos. He says, uh, "Yeah, where he lives, the, we the pass of the decrim." And he said he asked, "Will there be legislation to challenge local override of marijuana that we will need to hold the line on?" Probably. And so far, the answer is there might be. It yeah. probably it, it's it's safe to assume that there will be some kind of that that will be addressed uh in some manner and if it's not then for the next year and a half after this session is over they will work the, it's almost a guarantee that they will if, if especially because we have the san antonio um ballot that has just been approved by city council in san antonio which yeah. will effectively decriminalize marijuana like it did in the other cities uh, but there's an abortion measure on it. There's a, they've added the no knock raid um, and banning yeah. chokeholds like they did in Austin. Uh, and so yeah. Yeah, you can imagine that if they don't address this in this se in session, then um, definitely that this yeah. is going to continue. Right. It's San Antonio, Houston, you know, Dallas, Fort yeah. Worth. Like it's just, you know, every other city is going to start doing a, a yeah, lot of these the, initiatives locally. The whole and, question uh, of local control is going to be up for grabs because of, I think. The hypocrisy, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, no, that's a state level thing. Oh, no, let the cities yeah. decide that. Oh, not like that. I, or, they, or they do. Or they just. Four counties is my favorite. They just take it away completely. They do have that, <laughs> that, that ability, you know, just say, eh, local control is a no-no anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, they can do it. Yeah, and Rob mentioned what we were already talking about. Show up with handwritten letters. Definitely, that's, that's yeah. Like I said, show up with something original. What? I've never been to the Capitol. What should I wear? Business <laughs> casual or business professional? Absolutely. Blue jeans, cutoffs, and a t-shirt don't don't happen. Or don't they don't get you heard it's, anyway. Yeah, they're like, they won't even look at your letter. All right? They're no. not even like, you, like, Anything you have to say will already be all they'll be able to look at is your tie dye shirt. I mean, you what know, I'm so wearing like, is not acceptable at the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse could well, get by. Jesse could we get by. Have, <laughs> have, um, we don't wear a lot of pot leaves. It, yeah. We all have like a gold pin. There is but one like, exception. There's one exception. And I was, it got reconfirmed to me today reading a story from Lisa Pittman is that there's gonna be things like the hemp bill that come up. And if you're a hemp farmer and you show up in the nicest pair of jeans you have, your boot cut jeans and your boots and your nice Texas satellite dish belt buckle and your nice cowboy hat and a shirt like this and probably a blue blazer over it, you'll be fine. That's considered appropriate for who you are and what you're there for. Yep. But if you're there for a decriminalization bill, dress like you're going to court. Because you're in a exactly. courthouse. You really are. You're in a courthouse. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, um, it's where the laws important. are made. Well, the, the Supreme Court of our state is literally in that building. So you are in a courthouse. Very quite literally. And, and it's just, um, you know, this is a very professional environment. And when I'm talking about very, very, very high profile people from around the world, 
come in and out of that building on the daily. Yeah. You just have to assume that you you're like at a United Nations assembly and 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 show up the part. I'm not saying go buy a new suit or get a tux or anything like that, but like you know, definitely pull out the the nicer the more impressive parts. You know, I think we all know. Uh, I think we all know how to get a little, you know, nice looking. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? get get the good swag on right like that's dress to impress there we go that's what i'm looking for you know dress the part and it's that's a very important thing because in years past advocates have come to the building and um they're in jorts and tie-dye shirts jorts tie-dye shirts and when i talk about like they reek of weed like look yo we get it we're all we're all part of this community. We get it. Maybe, maybe don't burn the blunt on the way to walking inside the Capitol is what I'm saying. You know, like <laughs> do it before you get in like, the car. We, we love, hey, hey, if I'm pulling up on you, I'm gonna love that. I'm gonna be like, mm, that's great. Like, what is that? Um, people inside the Capitol so it's, it's are a not, good day for an edible. They are gonna be yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything has a place. <laughs> I, I, I hate that I would have to even discuss such etiquette, but, um, you know, there's a, a, there's a specific propaganda. There's a specific image that is emitted to a lot of these legislators. And um, part of killing that stigma is killing that image because yeah. we are not all that image. All right. We're not all Cheech and Chong. We're not all. It's- it's you know, doing the work. It's something doing the work. Play and the something part. that goes with that is it's people. I've heard people go, "Well, I've gone up there looking like that, and they were everybody was nice and was cordial with me." And it's like, yeah, because that is how you act as a polite and responsible individual in return, regardless of how these individuals are dressed. I can guarantee you, though, behind closed doors, they're laughing about you. They're remarking about you. They're snide and nasty about it. And I've known, I won't say names, but I've known of people in other states that have done exactly that. They've gone looking like that. They go to meetings and they try to tell her, oh, I showed the capital. See, I have video. I showed up and they were nice and they shook my hand. And it's like, yes, because they know how to act appropriate in response to not get in trouble for something they would normally say behind closed doors about how you were dressed. Especially if they got you on camera. <laughs> well, yeah. even, you know, doing the business casual that I do, and we've done some of these, you know, direct actions, there are some offices, like, I just feel when I'm I'm leaving after I've handed them our piece of paper, you know, that I'm waiting to hear that piece of paper hit the trash can just as soon as you are saying cannabis. So if you kind of double up or triple up on the whole stereotype of it is, it's just, it's not helping the cause, unfortunately. I mean, and we're not saying don't be who you are and that kind of stuff, but it just, it's, it's not a game. It's no. really not a game. And something, something talking about, like, I guess the attitude of people in the office, something I learned first session going in, and this does with anybody who's doing, they're technically, the staffers are like customer service representatives, is showing that you appreciate that they spent time with you. If you go in, you're likely going to have them go, hey, afternoon, how are you doing? How can I help you? If you go, I'm doing great. How about you? How are you doing? Right. And they, they'll go, oh, I'm doing fine. You'll watch the attitude on their face just completely change. Like, oh, I actually want to talk to you. What do you have going on? How can I actually help you? You care. And then half of the offices, literally, you start talking about weed, and they're like, their eyes perk up, and they're like, "Hmm, this is a this is a conversation we want to have." Yeah. Um, some of the offices are like, "Hmm, I don't know if I want to have this conversation, but you know, it's it's actually kind of an important thing, and is a very very, and when I say very very, I mean like the most extreme very." that can be defined in the English language, bipartisan, multi-partisan, however you want to call it. It's probably the number one like major issue that's still out there, if it's even an issue, that an overwhelming like gross majority of people all agree on, right? So it's something that everybody wants to talk about. It's something that's happening all around us, you know, in New Mexico, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Mexico. So like, 
in our communities. Y'all may hear about the new, you know, CBD shop that just opened up. So like everybody has an opinion, even these staffers, especially the young ones, they yeah. definitely have a very strong opinion. It's something that they're genuinely interested in. And if you have knowledge that you are you know, some good, credible knowledge that you are willing to bring to their office, then you are helping arm that office um, in a positive manner that will hopefully reflect in their support. Uh, and, and, you know, I know a lot of people want to bash on Republicans. Um, <coughs> I've, I've been coming to Republican offices for, you know, six, seven years yeah, now. They're just as receptive as they the are just, are. they, they are ready I, to I, talk. I, I've got to say this before we get out of here, because you know, Jesse's going to try to close the door on us. I, I, the one last thing I got to say in, in remarks to what you were just saying, Austin, so far in the three trips I've made to the Capitol this session, I've visited right at 100 offices out of 180. And 95% of those were very receptive to the conversation. So staffers can be very be receptive. Don't be scared. It's there's there's nothing to be scared of. They're there was open. a staffer. There was a staffer last session. There was literally a staffer last session that I remember going in and talking to the guy. I'm six foot five. And this guy was as big as me, shook my hand like I was Paul Bunyan of some sort. And saw him multiple times, very professional. And the representative, the office he was in, he's a representative center. They were kind of on the fence about things. And I saw this staffer at the end of legislature party in Austin, like a, week, like a week afterwards, and he was out there like, hey guys, how you doing? And it was like, you were with us the whole time? He said, of course, man. Don't be afraid of the staffers. They're probably on your side. They're probably trying to actually talk their their boss in the bean on your side. 100%. So what do we have as our... Yeah. So what, a lot of them are using, I'm not gonna lie to you, a lot of them are, have carts, or they probably have, they bought some flour at some point, or they're using hemp, they don't want to go to jail over that. They've all they're, been to college or in college. They're in the same boat as us. Yeah. They want their bosses to understand that. So with all this in mind, we got to wrap it up. We've been over an hour. We have any these final final thoughts? It's, it is yeah, fun. Yeah, I love this. Let's keep these going. Next month, March. We should do one. We should do one literally live from the Capitol or live from Austin or something like that. Yeah, we need to get something going from Austin one of these time go rounds. Maybe the night before lobby day. That's what I was thinking. Well, but there might be like a, well, the day before, yeah, the day before lobby day. The day or, uh, something, yeah. or something like that. It's These are fun. These are fun to get on here. Mix it up. Lauren, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Contributing as always. Jesse, for putting this broadcast together. Gramps, you've been just crushing it at the Capitol. Um, you know, it's uh it's crunch time a year ago we were getting ready to go to new mexico <laughs> to see legalization oh happen. <laughs> and now we're going to austin to see if we can make legalization happen right so yeah. um or something anything so just thank you for everybody the the support the the for following us for commenting for resharing posting us in your story um, getting the word out, talking to other people about the content that we're producing. Thank you. You are the reason why we're here, why we're fighting. Um, you know, we, we've sacrificed a lot and we do that for the greater good because we believe in our fellow man. We believe in our fellow Texan and that what we're doing is the work that needs to be done. And we, you know, we want to lead by example and we're, and we're trying to do that so just thank you for everybody for following along and we hope to make leaders out of everybody that follows Peace. well that is going to do it for this episode of the lone star collective podcast i'm your host jesse williams man it has been one heck of a day and one heck of a show we were live this whole time so if you join us live we appreciate you joining us we hope the next time we go live, we invite you. You'll also invite some of your other friends and let them know what's going on. We thank those who have actually joined in and given comments for our podcast and asked questions. Thank you, Rob, Sean, Leah, Cletus, Cletus Mack. How you doing, buddy? 
glad you were able to show up. Like and subscribe to us, Facebook, YouTube. We have videos of these that go up weekly. We put some shorts out of here every now and then. We hope you can join us at the Capitol for the Marijuana Lobby Day, Tuesday, March 14th. Everybody enjoy themselves. Have a great evening. <laughs>